Hi, sisters, and welcome back to Goth Sorority. This is Bachelor Night. We're recapping episodes four and five, is that right? Yeah. Of Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. Good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. We also have quite a bit of not Michelle, but Bachelor related. Bachelor Nation has a lot going on right now. Yeah. Super it's a crazy hot right place. Now. So, and Nashville particularly, even though Nashville is extremely underrepresented. Is that right? Underrepresented. Underrepresented. <laughs> she said underrepresented. Uh, period. Underrepresented. <laughs> underrepresented in Michelle's season, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, is there a single guy? No. That's wild. But as we all know, it is a mecca of sorts for Bachelor Nation. And there was a big Bachelor wedding here this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Bachelor Ben to Nashville's own Jessica Clark. Um, Yeah, it was a big event. How many people do you think were there? I don't know. There were a lot of Bachelor people there. Let me pull up. Her Instagram. She did go to prom with one of my brother's best friends from high school. Okay, so, so this it's is an a, intimate connection. It's an intimate. We could have been there. You know, I was invited. I decided not to go. So it was at the estate at Cherokee Dock, hmm. which I've heard of before. Is it really nice? I'm sure. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm guessing it was a big wedding. Yeah, they had their picture. Oh, there's a video from people. Or there was, Ooh. they had their, um, like a videographer. Yeah. Her dress is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy. I mean, the big names there were Nick Vial. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Nick. Our man, Nick. No, I mean, it was a lot of people. It was no one really from like Katie season. No, it's like older, not old bachelor people, yeah. but like. And a lot of leads. Obviously, no yeah. one had been dated. Like, yeah. JoJo wasn't there. A shame. This season was Ben on. Girl, I don't even know. I can't keep up anymore. Rach? No. Becca's? No. Becca was there. Becca and Thomas were there. Um, yeah. But we did see two other Bachelor ladies. We ourselves were out and about Saturday yeah. night. At, at Target. Target. <laughs> the nicest Target in Nashville. And who do we see? Both Victorias. Not Queen. If only it was Queen. It yeah. was Victoria Fuller and Victoria Paul. Yeah. I didn't actually see them. I only saw their backs. Yeah. But even from their outfits. I could back, tell. I was I like, yeah. Those are some Bachelor girlies yeah. if I've ever seen them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so it makes me wonder, were they at the wedding? Were they not at the wedding? I feel like they had to. Yeah, uh, but the wedding was Saturday. Or do they both live there? Victoria Fuller lives here. Victoria Paul, I'm not sure. And I huh. guess it's like, maybe they weren't invited. Maybe they weren't, yeah. Who knows? That's crazy, though. That Because the reception was Saturday night. Oh, and they were at Target? Yeah. They have an alibi. Yeah. Yeah. If we were better, you know, sleuthers. Sleuthers. If we were better journalists, perhaps we would have tracked some of these people down. I was trying to monitor our street. You know, we do have some Airbnbs on our street. And I thought maybe, just maybe, by one of these miracle of fate. But 
No. no. At least not that I saw. So that's kind of fun. Nashville moment. Fun Nashville <laughs> moment. Lots of captions. Let's get nasty. Oh, really? Nash Vegas. You know, all the good stuff. All the good ones. They covered their bases. Beautiful. Love to see it. Yeah. Moving on. There's some juicy information that has yeah. come out recently. So Hannah Brown is writing a book. Don't know why. Or has it already come out? I feel like we should talk about that. Yeah, I feel like it maybe already came out. Why? Do you think these people actually write their own books or do we think they're ghostwritten? Because like Maddie Pruitt has a book. I mean, Colton wrote a book. I feel like it just... wrote a book. Like they all write books. Called God Bless This Mess. Oh, God. (laughs) Seems about right. It's out, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, did she write that? But more importantly, why? They probably just, like, all work with a publicist that, like, has a good relationship with, like, a book agent. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like, I don't want to sound like one of those people because it's like, you know, I love Bachelor. I love Bachelorette. It's not silly. But it's like, what do these people have to say? Um... Are they supposed to be inspirational? She's talking about learning to live and love through life's best and worst moments. Okay. It's like, what was your worst moment? Like, when Jed. Peter- <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's, that's pretty bad. bad. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, girly. It's kind of your own fault. <laughs> Not that that makes it better. But I just, I don't know who the audience is. Like, who's going to go buy that book, do we think? I don't know. Girls who went to Alabama. Yeah. It's just hard to believe that they keep cranking out those Bachelor books. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll read one and I'll learn (laughs) something. Yeah. You have a lot to learn from Hannah Brown, okay? Life lessons. Um, So in this book, apparently she says that her and Peter, trigger warning, Peter, Bachelor Peter, (laughs) worst Bachelor of all time. I'll stand by that. Matt James is a close second, but Peter is truly going to hell um they hooked up in february 2020 wild after hannah godwin and dylan barber's engagement party yeah so this was while his season was airing yeah after he broke up with hannah ann who he proposed to and before i guess he like made a move on maddie the runner-up yeah so in her book, she says, he was like, I have so much to tell you, Brown recalls. Um, the chemistry, and they ended up in bed together. The chemistry just wasn't there, she says. It just sucked. And then <laughs> I found out he had another girl on his mind, Maddie. It was all so bizarre. Wow, Peter stays taking L. Yeah. Big L. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's fucking Hannah while thinking of Maddie. Maddie, who's like, I'm saving myself for marriage. He's like, well, I'm going to try to get back yeah. with Maddie, but let me fuck Hannah B real quick. Yeah. Because in case you forgot. They fucked. I fuck. Peter fucks, okay? Yeah. Peter's parents will tell you he fucks. His therapist will probably tell you. Yeah. yeah. I never liked them together, the whole windmill thing. Gross. It's just like we don't need to know that. No. There's a reason that the fantasy suite is supposed to be discreet. (laughs) Okay. Imply, but don't tell. So true. Never tell. So true. 
Um, Show, don't tell. That is funny that she said the chemistry was not there. It just sucked, she said. (laughs) And then moving on to a more recent, a very recent, Uh very fresh bachelorette, Katie. Katie Thurston has started doing something on her Instagram Mm -hmm. called 12 Days of Messy. Mm-hmm. And it is messy. So it is quite messy. We're on day six, but for 12 days, she is taking a song off Taylor's new Red mm-hmm. album. And she's matching it to a guy on her season. Which I guess someone just asked her to do this. And she was like, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the funniest was we started day one with we are never, ever getting back together with Blake, <laughs> which is That's wild. Hilarious. Because she could have done this song for any for one anyone. of them. And, the and fact she was like, no, but specifically you. My like, fia- my ex-fiance. Like, we are never getting back together. So I wonder if it is, like, there has to be some drama. There has to be some drama for her to or is it like, we're that? just not compatible. Yeah, I feel like there's some tension yeah otherwise it would have been like some sort of happy song but like i don't know no we're never ever ever getting back together bonehead (laughs) like yeah girl we could have told you that day two was andrew with run from the vault featuring ed sheeran i don't know that i've even listened to this song to be honest that's pathetic i know i'm sorry (laughs) that's absolutely pathetic yeah. So Andrew, because Andrew left her the note, if you change your mind, I'll be waiting, which I think he was just fucking with her the whole time. Like, really? I don't think he wanted her to come after him. He was like, I'm going to give myself the upper hand here. Yeah, true. Because I know she's going to come running after me. King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's like, it is what it is. Day three was girl at home with Aaron and James. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Day four, I knew you were trouble. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, makes sense. Because he's hot. He's hot. Um, Thomas and Becca are really thriving. Yeah, love to see it. Good for them. Uh, Day five, Mikey, holy ground. (laughs) He's the virgin. He's the Christian virgin. Day six, let down. Day six was today, and it's the last time. The last time. One of the best songs on the album, and she uses it for Brendan. Like Goofy ass hair Brendan. Don't even know who that is. (laughs) I did go to his Instagram. He was on, like, Bachelor in Paradise Canada. What? Which looked really depressing. They were just, like, at a lake, and it was very low-budget production. Just kind of, like, oh, man. Yikes. Sorry about that, buddy. But we do have... Sorry about that, bud. Sorry about that, pal. (laughs) Okay. We have some (laughs) predictions for the next six days. Oh, yeah. Greg has to be Tim and all too well. He has to be. Like she would be a coward yeah. to not put Greg because that's the truth. That's the truth. Greg looks like Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. We've been saying, yeah, um, and she believes that she was gaslit by him. Yeah, except unlike Jake Gyllenhaal, Greg is not a villain here. Okay, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is objectively the villain. Yeah, so true. Greg could subjectively be the villain, but not to us, <laughs> not to me. But I do think she should put him as all too well. 
Michael and A. And if she doesn't, she's a coward. She's a coward. Michael A., what do we think? Is she going to do something to shoot her shots? I think she's going to do I almost do. Which would be shooting yeah, her Yeah, it would shot. be shooting her shot. Which would be sweet. Again, I have mixed feelings on if I would want them to be together. I do want him to be the bachelor. But I think I almost do would fit. Yeah. Are there any other songs? And then it's like Justin. Like, I barely even remember Justin. But I'm sure she'll I barely remember. remember any of these guys, honestly. My- She's clearly not going to do like 22 no i don't know she could do like what did we say begin again or maybe that treacherous would, begin again would also be shooting her shot treacherous yeah so we'll i don't see. know we'll what see we're only really time we're holding tell. our breaths for is greg yeah that's what we want to see that's what the people want to see yeah that'll be the real drama don't disappoint us katie yep you already have <laughs> not again not again all right. Enough Katie hate. Moving on to our current bachelorette, Michelle. Yeah. So we're going to kind of briefly recap last week, week four, uh-huh. and then we'll get more in depth into week five. Week four was kind of weak. Yeah, it was kind of weak. You know, the two one-on-ones were like, uh, Martin got a one-on-one. Gross. Yeah. Why? Why? What was the reason? And I feel like she's in charge at this point of the one-on-ones. Like, there's no way a producer told her to give him a one-on-one. I don't know, man. I don't know how it works. What is the purpose? She likes him, clearly. Yeah. Which is mind-blowing. But wasn't it also the thing with, it was like, he and Jamie were boys, and so she wanted to like get her his perspective on it yeah but it's like wasting a whole one yeah i know and also his answer was like major red flag yeah because she was just looking for him to be like yeah you made the right choice yeah and he was like "Mm, i don't know i don't know to each their own everyone has their own opinion i would have sent him home right yeah like i'm surprised she didn't honestly she should have what made them like click what was the date even racing cars oh right yeah yeah yeah. like okay that's fun what else what else could there possibly be to connect over so that's just like and she gives him the rose and he talks nonsense and we'll get into this later on from this week too but it's like he's saying nothing he's talking about how it's like so hard for him to open up so hard for him to like say what he wants to say but yeah he says nothing no. And he just gives me pickup artist vibes. Yeah, I like, don't like He the does man. not respect me. I mean, red flag number one is the bleached hair. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you're a man and you bleach your hair, no hate to you. With but peace and love. With peace and love, yikes. <laughs> with peace and love, yikes. Um, yeah, like to be attracted to him, Michelle, girl, what are we doing? Let's what open our doing? eyes. And he wears cut off shirts all the time. Like a cutoff, like denim vest. I can't talk about it. I Mm. really can't. It's upsetting. Absolutely upsetting. Then we moved on to a slumber party group. Yeah. Which did look like fun. You know, boys aren't used to that, I guess. These men have never had a good slumber party. They got wrapped up in it, man. They did. They got a little too into it. But I will say, so Michelle was not feeling very seen. She felt like the guys were way more into like the activities yeah. than just than spending time with her. 
Which I understand completely. I do feel like it was just a badly set up. Yeah, that's probably true. There was nowhere to like pull her aside. There was, you know, they were just like in one big room and it would be kind of awkward. These guys are nice guys. (laughs) They're nice guys, okay? (laughs) They don't want to make each other uncomfortable. They're trying to be respectful. And I think that just came across as like them not Not wanting wanting to to be with Michelle, like being cold towards her. So it was unfortunate. Like, could they have been more perceptive? Definitely. Could yeah. they have been more attentive? For sure. I think the root of the problem was the date setup. But yeah, completely understand Michelle feeling like. Also, I don't know how I would feel about a group of men that I'm potentially falling in love with and just seeing them like <laughs> all go so crazy over the <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's cute, but I don't know. I don't think it was doing anything yeah, for her. She was like, yikes. She's like, um, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Now fight. Now have a fit pillow fight. Yeah, and then it's like they always got to turn into a fight. Every yeah. episode thus far, there's been some kind of competition, which is fine. I feel like normally it's not every day. Yeah. But this was like hitting each other with giant teddy bears. Like, is that really necessary? Nari. No. So the winning group got to move on. And so that night with the winning group, she told them she was honest about how she was feeling. She wasn't feeling seen. And that's like her biggest fear in this whole experience is that she's like putting more into it than they are. And I think a lot of the guys took that to heart and they were upset that they hadn't recognized that. Yeah. She was feeling that way. Um, so like Olu was really Olu. sweet. Olu seemed so really sweet. upset. Yeah, he like was crying because it was sweet. Yeah, it made him think of his sisters. And then Nate, I think Nate, she was looking for something. Yeah, strong from Nate. I think he was like kind of shocked. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was expecting it, and I think he's just generally kind of a laid back guy. Yeah. So it. It wasn't bad. Like, what he said wasn't bad. It was just a little awkward. It was I a think. little awkward. It didn't come across as him, like, fighting for her. Yeah, know? or, like, I, really uh, understanding her emotions. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think he was, like, a little confused and didn't know what to say. Yeah. And then I believe Olu got the Yeah, I the think he did. Rose. Yeah. Then the second one-on-one goes to Rick. Lettuce head <laughs> Rick. Lettuce head Rick. Creepy eye Rick. Creepy eyes, Rick. Um, Rick is sweet. You know, they have a good time. Something that I have noticed and I just can't really get over it is that his voice is just different when he's speaking to Michelle. It's like yeah. he mumbles. It's like a little different. It's like... He's like, do you think he's nervous or what? It's just kind of a goofy voice. Like, I don't know if it's him being like playful or vulnerable. Yeah. It's just not... It kind of gives me the ick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's sweet. He opens up the producers stage something to unearth his trauma regarding his dead father. Classic. Um, so he opens up about that and it's sad and it's like really sweet. They have a really nice time. I just personally can't quite get past that voice. voice. That voice. It's just like, just talk clearly. Let's get a Rick impression. I can't. I'm (laughs) thinking on it. I'll do it at some point. Okay. At some point. I'll be working on it. Yeah. Yeah. So then we move on to the cocktail party and we see that Chris S is 
stirring up some drama. He's going to cause yeah. a scene. He. So, yeah, when Michelle comes down to greet all the men, he takes it upon himself to address everyone. He, like, interrupts her and is like, well, let me address the room. Milady. And he, milady. And he poorly paraphrases these concerns that Michelle expressed yeah. to the small group of men she was with. That this he has, was not a part of. Yeah, right? he wasn't there. He did not hear what Michelle was saying. And he's saying, like, all these guys, like, you don't appreciate her. Like, you were on the group date and you were included in guys she didn't feel. Yeah. Like, she didn't think you were paying attention to her either. Yeah. It's just infuriating. I gotta say, he's maybe the most infuriating guy I've ever seen on the show. <laughs> Which is saying a lot. I don't that know is what it is. That is saying a lot. He really makes my skin crawl. Really? Like, he is so From the beginning? Not from the beginning. I mean, kind of from episode. the beginning, I could tell that he was bad vibes. But just once he starts talking. So he makes that scene. He calls himself either a white knight or a knight in shining armor. I feel like white knight is, would be like. I know. That's Yikes, what makes me right? think it wasn't that, yeah. but knight in shining armor. I'm like, wow, did you really say that out loud? Yeah, yikes. But I think he did. So he's speaking for Michelle, and he thinks that, like, Michelle is so thankful for yeah. that. And then they have a one-on-one conversation, and he thinks, like, she's going to kiss him. She's clearly uncomfortable about the situation. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think it's coming from a good place, but... But, like, what? And he's fuck? directly calling Nate's character into question which of course nate is a front runner for michelle she's an extremely strong connection with nate um yeah so then he comes back down to the guys and everyone's pissed at him of course and nate talks to him one-on-one which is a funny visual because yeah it's like so much taller than he's at least a foot taller um yeah and He's just like, that was so weird. The way that Nate talks really is so funny because he's so certain of what he's saying. Yeah. But it's like, he's not angry. He's just like. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, he's like, that was weird. Like, you're a weirdo. And he's like, dweeb. Like, dweeb, which is a perfect word for Dweeb. Him. And Nate's not even like, Nate just like has his hands up because he's just kind of frustrated. And he's like, are you going to lay your hands on me? It's like, no. It's like, shut the fuck up, dweeb. No, he's not going to hit you. He should. I wish he would, but he's not going to. And I, what Chris S. says specifically to Michelle is that Nate thinks he has it in the bag. Oh, right. He's so overconfident because Chris S. and Nate were sitting together when the date card came. And Nate was like, it's not a matter of if I get a one-on-one, but when. Which, Nate's just a very confident guy. That's not guy. a bad thing to say. And he knows have, that they have a connection. Yeah. Like, it's um, like he's not worried about yeah. it. He's unbothered because he knows his time will come. So everyone hates Chris S. With good reason. Yeah. Is it Olu who's like, S is for snake or something? Oh, did he say that? Yeah. Olu really dislikes him. Um, So then we move to the rose ceremony. We know that Chris S isn't going to go home. Yeah. Like there's Would be too soon. Yeah, because all these villains have been very short-lived. Yeah. So it's like, will he have some... Longevity? Who knows? Yeah. And he says like, oh, well, once I get the rose, I'm going to turn around and wink at Olu. Like there's like a particular tension between him and Olu and also him and Nate. I wonder what it is. 
Yeah, Olu, he does not like yeah. this, which is funny. Um, so then there's the rose ceremony. Chris S. gets the rose, but he doesn't wink at Olu because he's a little bitch. Because he's a coward. He's a coward. And yeah, it's just, he just gives I mean, the any energy. one of those guys could beat his ass. So like, yeah. smart move not to. He just gives the energy of like guy that was in your class in like middle school or high school who's like such a dickhead is so rude to the teacher Mm -hmm. but like thinks he's funny and it's just like so irritating and he reminds me of someone i couldn't put my finger on it but then i saw a tweet this week Mm -hmm. comparing him to finnick o'dare and i fear that that may have been what was in my mind troublesome if you look at the side by side it's pretty we'll have to post that Right, though? You agree. Yeah, no. It's It's compelling evidence, unfortunately. So the only person I remember going home is Romeo, but I know there were more people than that. But Romeo goes home. (laughs) R.I.P. He was cute. And then Michelle makes her big announcement that they're going to Minnesota. They are traveling for the first time in like two years. You know what? I'll take it, even if it's just Minnesota. Yeah. Let's get yeah, you know, everyone seemed excited. Joe was probably like, Are you fucking kidding, are you me? kidding me? Like, I'm on vacation in California now, I'm going back home, but whatever. Brandon is very excited. There's a clip of him being like, Minnesota! Like, and I think he genuinely is probably very excited. <laughs> That's endearing. He sees the glass half full. Yeah, really. good for him. Good for him. All right, moving into this week, week five. It was a good one. It was a doozy, yeah. It was a good A lot going on. So they are in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And she... Who better to get the date in Minneapolis? Hometown Joe. Gets the first one-on-one in Minneapolis. And yeah, it's like, it just feels right. Yeah. It was made for Joe. So they go, and they go to the Twins baseball game. And they throw out the, or Michelle throws out the first pitch. It's very unclear if they just threw out the pitch and then left. That's what they made it seem like. Or did they? That'd be so weird. It'd be so weird to just throw out the first pitch and And then then peace. What? So I'm assuming they watched at least some of the game, I hope. But they didn't show that. Well, I mean, it'd be kind of boring to show them watching. Yeah, but at least show them like sitting down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we threw the pitch. Let's go. Um, yeah, so then they go to Michelle's high school, and, you know, Michelle's reliving all these memories. Mm -hmm. She remembers her locker exactly. Really? Would you remember your locker? No, I would General area of, like, one or two years. Yeah. The others, like, no. Yeah. It's gone. My mind did not retain that information. Um, yeah, he was kind of like, wow, like, the exact number. (laughs) He's like, okay, loser. Okay, loser. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they play some basketball, of course. Michelle's favorite. It's like you just know that's yeah. like it's like sexy. Seeing Joe play yeah. basketball is, you know, it does it for her. So they play basketball, they're having fun. She says something like, Joe definitely would have been my crush in high school. And it's like, I stand by the fact that she he probably was. He was. Yeah. And she had a crush on him. Um, yeah. So then they go to dinner. Oh, and they talk a little bit in the gym. And she tells him that he reminds her of her dad and brother. Because he's very reserved, which is like, 
I mean, I hate when people say that in general, but yeah. I think coming from Michelle, that's like a big compliment. Yeah. Because she wants a relationship just like her parents yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if I said that to a man, it would not be enough. Ew, I just, ew, it's like you, you remind, remind me my of my dad, dad. and my brother. Let's kiss. Ooh. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, gross. It is interesting because Michelle clearly like con- contrasts that against her. She's like, well, I'm such a spitfire. But it's like, I really don't get that vibe from Michelle. Like, she's yeah. a very confident person. She's outgoing. But, yeah, I, she comes across as kind of reserved to yeah. me. Yeah. So it's interesting. Or not reserved, but, like. But not, like, like, her and Joe seem similar. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, she's not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, overly passionate, it doesn't seem like, yeah. you know. And it's not like Joe seems insecure. He's yeah. like just like a little bit more reserved. He's quiet. He doesn't involve himself in the drama. So it's a good thing. Yeah. And he says that his dad is even more reserved than him. So I was kind of worried at this point that he wasn't going to open up about anything. Yeah. And it was just not going to be that deep of a date. Even though it is deep, just yeah, you know, the way they're connecting over their home, so true, and fall and whatever. So then we move into the dinner portion of the date, and Joe starts talking about. I'm trying to remember how she leaves. She's just like, "Tell me something about Joe." Mm-hmm. And so he talks to her. He opens up about his basketball career. And his injuries, which at first it was like, oh, is this going to be kind of like, not shallow, but yeah. it's like, okay, injuries, whatever. But it did turn into, you know, something much deeper yeah. because he talks about how in college, because he was like a big college player. He played for Minnesota, which is like a D1, yeah. obviously, like big time team. Um, and he broke something in his foot. And then not only that, getting surgery, the doctor completely botched the surgery, which then, like, made it even worse. And then he had to get it fixed. So he was, like, completely out of it for, you know, months, if not, like, a year or more. And that, of course, would be very difficult for a college athlete, especially on that level when it's like you've played every day of your life leading up until then. Like, I do think it's very damaging to athletes' mental health. Yeah. So he talks about it, how it put him in a really dark place because that's all he knew. Oh, yeah. It's like your whole purpose is taken away. Yeah. His whole identity was basketball. And now that he couldn't play basketball. Ball was life, dude. He did. He did say that. And it was kind of Oh, he did? He was like, ball was life. And then that life was gone. So it was kind of like. But it's true. I mean. It is true. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really sweet. Like, I feel like he really was opening up. Yeah. Because he was kind of crying. And he was talking about how he was really depressed. He, like, didn't want to see any of his friends. He didn't want to talk to his family. Because he tried to play again, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Which is probably even more painful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then he had to just quit. And Michelle's crying because Michelle understands. Yeah. Where it's like when you are forced out of something before you're ready to leave. Yeah. It's really sad. So yeah, I mean they connect on a very deep level. And it's just like things. 
with somebody who normally you would probably have to explain yeah. why that like affected you that way. Mm-hmm. It's like I think they just kind of implicitly understand each other on a level that not a lot of people there do. Yeah, because cool on the surface see. it's like, oh, you're crying about your injury, but it's like, yeah, it was very yeah. damaging to his mental health, and he was very vulnerable with her. So I thought it was really sweet. I thought it was a big moment yes. in their relationship. So true. Because, yeah, it was like, what's Joe going to give us? So we still don't really know much about his family. Yeah. It we, will come. It will come. Um, yeah, so then they go to a Ferris wheel, and they're making out. And Michelle, the way Michelle describes like this state, she said something like, our lives, our two lives have been like running parallel to each other. And now they're finally intersecting. Like the stars are aligning. Like soulmate type stuff. Yeah. To where we were, our jaws were on the floor. Because it's like, he is it. Yeah, it's like, how do you improve upon that? You know? Yeah, like how could anyone compete with that? And that's what makes me really scared. Yeah. Because it feels like it's Joe's to lose. Mm, you know in the way that it was with greg or with brenda where it's like i truly believe like they had all the power and they are the ones who walked away yeah so it does make me worried that joe's gonna do the same thing but who knows knows? you know maybe they're not showing us as much with the other guys but there's no way there's that same connection in that same way because they do come from the same place they have similar backgrounds, basketball, ball yeah. is life. Ball like is they, life. It feels like they're soulmates. Kind of feels like that, yeah. Love is scary, okay? I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared for them. <laughs> I'm like, that would be so cute. Yeah. I can't even think about it. I can't go there because <laughs> I'm going to be upset. Then we move on to the group date, which they're going to the Vikings football stadium. I don't who it is i think it's rodney where he's like i have no idea what this date's gonna be no clue absolutely and it's like you know a little bit what it's yeah gonna be. it's gonna be related to football like, like come on vikings come on man so let's Michelle's rub two brain there. cells together and figure it out <laughs> i mean he also didn't know that granny smith apple was yeah right, so you know let's be patient let's be patient so michelle is there and these three big guys come out dressed like vikings and it's actually not football related now that I think about it. Yeah. But it's Viking related. So these guys are going to be Vikings for the day or something. Yeah. Um, so they are sent to the locker room to change. And it's just like, ugh. like there's no one on this date who excites me. Nope. Could it's not like, care less. Could not care less. Uh, Chris S is being a dweeb. You know, Clayton, it's like, are we finally going to get something from Clayton? Anything? Anything? Anything that could justify why he is our next Bachelor. Like, please, we're begging you. And remember, like, this is the best possible edit they could have given him. Yeah. Because, of course, they're going to give their Bachelor the best edit. And it's still nothing. He's like cardboard. He's so boring. So they change into their outfits. Chris S is given like the goofy outfit. He's like pissed. A centaur ass thing. I don't know. Is he pissed about it? I don't even remember. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. He's just probably. He was in a bad mood. Clearly. Clayton gets the 
probably the best outfit, I guess, where he has the fur coat, like the open fur coat vest. And I guess this is supposed to be Clayton's breakout moment as Viking man. So they all do war cries, which is like really ick. Yeah. Like if I, I can't imagine the girls, well, the girls on Clayton season wouldn't be watching right now. I don't think because they're filming. I mean, they, I imagine that people, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. But if I they are, I'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. Gross. All of them are gross. Then they eat gross stuff. They have to eat this like crunchy fish with the bones in and it's just yeah. like, Michelle want that? Why would she want them eating this nasty fish? And if you're gonna have to like kiss, kiss her later, on the mouth, yeah. no. And then once again, we have a little competition of arm wrestling, so it's not as intense, but but they always have to throw it in on the Bachelorette. Yeah. So Clayton wins the Viking of the day or whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Then we move on to the dinner portion or just the night portion um michelle spends time with brandon she's obsessed with him as always yeah. she brings him a special treat mommy brings him some candy <laughs> um then she talks to clayton and it's like okay where is it let's hear what you have to say and you know what we learn that clayton has parents <laughs> and that they have a good relationship that's it that's all we learn and he says something to Michelle like, last night I was laying in my bed and I was like, it's time to show out. Like, we need to show out. Okay. Okay. Where? Where? Like, I think he genuinely is just such a boring dude. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. I mean, I don't find him attractive at all. No. I'm sure there's plenty of women who do. But personality wise, like, there is nothing there. And, like, is it too late for them to pull the plug? I don't know, man. Because you know they're monitoring social media. I don't know a single person that I've seen on Twitter who's, like, excited about it. Everyone's like, is that it? Yeah. That little Viking moment, was that supposed to be the turning point? And it's like, we are simply too far in. We're to the final eight men to know nothing about this guy. This is, like, Honestly, this is like Brendan. We're already on final eight. Yeah. That's I mean, at the end of this week, it's final eight. Right now we have 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. What were the producers thinking? Is it too late to pull the plug? If not, they need to pull that plug yeah. now. Now. And yeah, like it's just, it makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. Um. Yeah, and then Chris S. is just kind of sulking throughout the... As he does. He thinks that Michelle is going to come to him. And I'm trying to figure out his motivations, if he's trying to be the villain, or if he is delusional enough to where he... Because it's like he wants to scold Michelle. Yeah. Because he's like, I told you about Nate, and then you gave him a one-on-one. Like, he's mad at Michelle. He says, like, his warnings fell on deaf ears. So he thinks Michelle's going to come get him. And of course she's not. That's yeah. not how it works. No. So he just sits around all night and she doesn't come and get him. And then at the end of the night, he's mad that she never came and talked to him. <laughs> what a delusional, angry little man. Angry little elf. Um, Clayton gets the group date rose. Whatever. I don't care. 
<laughs> then we move on to Nate's one-on-one. Like, what a week. Joe and yeah. Nate getting the one-on-ones. I feel Double like feature. those have been the top two. Like, she's wanted to yeah. give them one-on-ones. But it's like, okay, let's Kind of crazy. I feel like usually they have somebody that's, like, a front runner that doesn't get a one-on-one until late. Mm-hmm. Kind of wild that they would, like, do both front runners in the same episode. And I read something. I'm going to try to find it, but, like, I can't elaborate on this at all. But one of those, like, Bachelor statistics accounts. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen one of those. Yeah. That's crazy. Said that week five is statistically the most important one. Oh, really? Yeah. So something to think about. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So Nate is going on his one-on-one. Chris is pissed, of course. Um, so Michelle takes him to Lake Minnetonka which is a place that Michelle grew up going to she has a dream of having a house there you know having her kids there her husband there spending summers on the lake sweet and she tells Nate she's like oh this is actually going to turn into a group date and it's like, what? Like, Obviously, ooh. it wasn't going to be more guys showing up, but it's like, what is going on? Here? Yeah. And she has two of her best friends. Her besties. Show up. Which is an interesting move. Yeah. It makes me think that, yeah, it's like she, I think she trusts Nate, but there's just those lingering questions that were raised by yeah. Chris and by someone else, I think. Just where, you know, Nate is a player nate is thinks he has it in the bag too confident or arrogant or whatever yeah so i think she's bringing in the girlfriends to investigate to see what they think because like what chris has said wasn't going to deter her but just yeah some reassurance and yeah i mean they all have a good time they're vibing like nate just seems so fun he has such he a good, he has good vibes. vibes he has such a good vibe um and yeah, he kind of explains the Chris S situation and Michelle's kind of laughing. So it's like, obviously we know whose side Michelle is on. Yeah. Um, and then they dump the friends and they swim and they kiss and then they go to dinner. Um, so all around just like a cute wholesome date, date. wholesome date. Um, and then Chris shows up <laughs> to Bruh. their dinner, which the producers, I don't know if the producers are out to get Nate. Or if it's they like, just love stirring up the drama. Or it's like they know that Nate won't be that affected by it. Because he just seems so, like, not untouchable, but it's like he's yeah. so secure and so confident that it's like, okay, well, we can let Chris fuck with him for views. Like, yeah. Because we know it's not going to actually damage, like... Uh, I don't think they'd care. Even no, if they it... probably wouldn't care. They probably wouldn't care. That's true. Yeah, it's just like... Like, you're driving him to their dinner date. Yeah. Like, it's messed up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, if Chris had been that way with Joe, would they have, like, fucked up with, fucked Joe's date up, too? Huh, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I feel like it is kind of targeted towards Nate, but it's wild. The producers have no boundaries. Yeah. Their moral code is... uh very loose yeah um so nate's just like what the fuck yeah this little dweeb showing up to my dinner and michelle clearly doesn't want to go with him she's like she's like are you fucking kidding me yeah a second 
And yeah, it just makes it even more perplexing because if Chris was just trying to be a villain, then he would want to extend his time as much as possible. Yeah. I think. But it's like, you will not last, dude. No. Playing so it's this like, kind I of game. I thought that he was going to make another scene at the cocktail party. But yeah, to go after her and Nate makes me think that he's delusional enough yeah. to think that like he actually is going to convince Michelle of what he's saying. So, and Michelle's not nearly as mean as, as mean to him as I wish she was. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she still is like, I think it's coming from a good place. And it's like, why, I why do you know. think it's that? Yeah. A controlling place. Like he's a controlling little, little dweeb. Little dweeb. Um, but she says like, I can speak for myself. Like you were speaking for me and that's not okay. And he's just like annoyingly like nodding and whatever he doesn't even have anything to say yeah it's like yeah that's exactly what happened you spoke for her it was annoying and she's like this just isn't gonna work out and he doesn't like put up a fight it's just so weird like what is your deal what were your motivations i couldn't tell you could not tell you maybe he thinks that like he'd get more screen time if he did it one-on-one i don't know men tell all is gonna be juicy yeah I mean, it always is. It always is, but this mental all is going to be really good. So Michelle walks him out, and once again, we see a very short-lived villain timeline. They just don't make them like they used to. I mean, I remember in the old days, it would be like the whole season. Mm -hmm. They would like make them keep the villain. Yeah, it would be like week after week after week after week. Those were the days. (laughs) The simple um, days. Yeah. So then Michelle returns to Nate and they are able to get into a much deeper conversation, which I don't remember how it began, but I think Nate was telling her like in past relationships, he's felt like he's had to change himself. Cause he's like, I'm not a serious guy. I don't want to be serious all the time. I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. And I've like felt myself change in past relationships. And I don't want that. And then Michelle kind of like builds off of that mm-hmm. and talks about her own past relationship, which I'm thinking they must be referring to the same relationship, like throughout the season. Uh-huh. And like, even just with her friends on the boat, they're saying like, there's, you know, Michelle puts more into her relationships than she's given back. Yeah. I feel like they've referenced this multiple times in Where multiple episodes. Where it must be episodes. like one guy. And I feel like it's one guy. Yeah. Um, Matt James. <laughs> yeah, it's Matt No, James. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, Matt James probably like doesn't even stick in her mind. No, she's like, <laughs> like he loser. was a cardboard yeah. cutout. He was a loser. Yeah, it's really sad when she says like she was in such a bad place mentally in this relationship. She was so anxious that she couldn't keep food down and she was like had to get a food bag or they were considering getting a food bag and he didn't care. And then he broke up with her like when she was in that place, which is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, of course, Michelle's feelings have always been valid, like the wanting to feel seen and wanting you guys to put more into it. But like after having an experience like that, it's like, I mean, you can see so clearly where that like need comes from. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, it's really sad. And Nate's just kind of there for her. Like we don't 
learn that much yeah. about Nate, but he's definitely like a comforting presence. Yes. Um, yeah, and it's it's a good date. They go and they look at the fireworks and they make out. Classic. Classic. <laughs> and she says that she is feeling things that she's never felt before. It's like two. Which once again, our jaws were on the floor because now. It's like going from Joe to Nate. It's like, damn. Like, which one is it going to be? It feels like those are definitely the top two, at least right now. Mm. Um, yeah, so it is interesting to have them get one-on-ones in the same week. Yeah. So we were discussing, like, is it going to come down to the good old days when two men step out of the limo? I really hope so. I really hope so, but I honestly don't But to think... see one of them get hurt. Like, I know. Really I'm sad. like, I really love both of them. Yeah, they're both great. But then, like, is something going to go downhill? Before then? Is yeah. something going to be exposed? Because I think there's in some... a couple trailers it's been, like... You yeah, know, maybe people start attacking Nate for being like an actor, or they make us think that they're attacking Nate. Yeah, they could be attacking someone else. Um, yeah, it's like it feels like these the connections she has with both guys are extremely strong. Yeah, in and, different ways. In but. different ways. Yeah, and it's like because to me, in my mind, it feels like Michelle is like more similar to Joe temperament wise. Yeah, than to Nate. But does she want somebody? But does she? But in her mind, I feel like it's like she's more like uh, me. In her, yeah, her own perception of herself. Yeah, because I'm like, they're really like very different. I mean, yeah. they're both like great guys. Yeah, but, but they, they have very different presence. Yeah, very different vibes, very different presence. So I feel like it would come down to who she wants to be. Yeah crazy it's crazy i'm excited yeah this is i'm excited exciting. To see play i'm scared but it's okay love is scary so true <laughs> in my experience <laughs> watching the bachelor <laughs> um yeah so it was just kind of like wow like we are in this yeah. this is an intense season um i can't remember the last time i felt this way because even Greg, like last season we were like, ew, fuck Greg. And then he made a comeback. Yeah. This is like, these two guys are so strong front runners. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. So then we move on to the cocktail party. It's pretty drama free for the most part. She like has nice time with all the guys. Uh-huh. Rodney's really worried. And then they like have a sweet moment together. And then she talks to Martin. And she, and I don't even remember like how this came about, but he was trying to open up. Like in his mind, this was opening <laughs> up where he starts talking. Cause I think she was like, why haven't relationships worked for you in the past? And his way of opening up is being like, well, there's just a lot of high maintenance females, bro, high maintenance females. And Michelle's face is like, what the fuck? And she's like, what do you mean? Like, what makes a female high maintenance? And he's just, like, talking in circles. He's like, well, some women just expect men to do everything for them. And she's just like, what are you talking about? I could, like, wax poetic about that. It's fucking insane. And it's, like, for Martin to call women high maintenance. Females. Females high maintenance when he's sitting there with his little silly bleached haircut 
with a design in the side of his head. Like, shut the fuck shut up. up. Who does your hair? Who does you go and get your hair done at a salon. Like, shut the fuck up. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but like, yeah, you're such a manly man. Like, all these high-maintenance females are trying to use you. Like, it's giving misogyny. It's giving he does not respect women. Yes, absolutely. Anytime the word females is used, It's, it's, it's a red flag. Yeah. So, so we're like, of course he's going home. Of course, not. Of course. No. No. Because that's how it goes. So she gives Martin a rose and she sends home Casey, aka Doc Shepard, who's hot. We never like learned anything about him. And Leroy, who was super cute. Leroy, I don't think I ever heard talk at all. Even when he was being sent home, it was like they didn't show him talking (laughs) at all. So this show, man. Yeah, it's wild. Fucking crazy. So now Martin is in the top eight, which is just gross. Yeah, that man needs to go. Like, she, there's something she sees in him. What? Girl. What? Love yourself. <laughs> Send this ugly man home, please. Chris and Martin gotta go. Yeah. Or, well, Chris is gone. Yeah, Chris is gone. So, for the most part, it's a solid top eight. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are a few who are far above the rest. Yeah. But our updated top four is kind of difficult. Yeah. One and two, Joe and Nate. Yeah, for sure. Easy. And then... Three and four, it's like, eh, we're saying Brandon. I think she still really likes Brandon. So, he has, has he had a one-on-one? No. So, probably next week. Yeah. He'll get a one-on-one. And then we'll see where he stacks in that ranking. Yeah. And then for four, we have Rodney or Rick. But then it's like... But Brandon, Rodney, Rick, like they're all yeah. kind of interchangeable. I could see any of them. But where does Clayton fit in? Clayton, I don't it know. It just doesn't they're... even... Because like she definitely has a stronger connection with Brandon, Rodney, and Rick than she does with Clayton. Yeah, but for him to be the next Bachelor, like he has to... Time is ticking. Yeah. Because if he's not top four... It would be so weird. It would be next week or the week after that he goes home, I think. Because if we're crazy. down to eight, I think it then goes to six, then to four. Bro. Only like, time will tell, I guess. Make it makes but sense. But I think when it comes down to the top four, it's hard for me to picture it coming down to Joe and Nate. Yeah. Because I feel like the strategy, and I think I've heard people say this before. Like, I think JoJo said this. I think I've heard, like former leads say this where you can't have your actual top two as your end two as the final two yeah because it's it's too too difficult yeah it's too difficult like you have to make that decision when there's four or three guys left and send home your number two because otherwise yeah you're gonna be like really devastated and then have to turn right around and get engaged and like you'll be upset no matter who is your number two but like you cannot have joe and nate but who knows? Who knows? This is a crazy season. I believe in love. I believe Michelle <laughs> will find love, hopefully. But I'm like, please, it has to be Joe or Nate. If it's anyone but Joe or Nate, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Like, it has to it be has Joe to or be. Nate. Please. Please. <laughs> please. We deserve it as a treat. It's Clayton and they break up before. 
explain that she's like wait who are you <laughs> what are you doing in my house so that concludes week four and five wrap up along with some mm-hmm. other bachelor nation mm-hmm. news hopefully some exciting developments to come yes we'll see you next time sisters bye, bye.